So today we're looking in the fourth uh, Bible study of Living Free of Anxiousness, and uh, we're looking at the new creation. Uh, we are new creatures in Christ. We're going to see how we deal with life situations, its challenges and problems by first seeing who we are in Christ. So we deal with life situations from the perspective of understanding our identity in Christ. Just turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come into your presence this day in the name of your son, Jesus, and we just give you praise and thanks for your love for us. In the midst of this coronavirus outbreak and crisis throughout our nation and the world, we turn to you as our loving father and you as the one who makes provision for our needs. You are our father and we are sons and daughters to you. So today, Lord, help us to be enlightened through the power and the authority of the word of God. So we begin to see ourselves as you see us. So we can deal with the problems that we face in our life from a God inside minded perspective, a God consciousness, a God awareness of who you call us to be. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. So our text today, uh, primarily be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. Uh, also, first letter of John, chapter 5, verses 1 and 4, we'll make reference to. So let's begin with 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, Paul writes to the Corinthian Christians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, and says, Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person, all that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself, giving us the ministry of reconciling others to God. Uh, the larger part of those verses go back to verse 14. Uh, Paul talks about, in verse 14 through uh, 16, talks about he is uh, Christ's love fuels his passion and his motives and his mission. It's Christ's love that broke into his life and that transformed him and changed him. And he became a new creation in Christ because of that. Uh, Paul was headed to a life of utter uh, separation from God, a life bent filled with anger and hatred as he persecuted Christians. But it was Christ's love that broke into his life that transformed him and changed him. Christ's most characteristic expression of what it means to be a Christian is that the death and resurrection of Jesus is something that we he identified with in a personal way because it transformed and changed his life from a life of hatred to a life of love, from a life of fear to a life of courage, from a life that was eternally lost to a life that was now found in God for eternity. So we see where for Paul then, then it is this love of Christ that breaks into his life that changes him completely and it also becomes the motivation and the passion for his mission uh, to bring Christ to the whole world, the world of his time. Paul goes on to say there in verse 14, for it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we're absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him. So those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. And that becomes Paul's motivation. 
uh, as how he deals with his whole life. He sees his whole life through that perspective of God's love breaking into his life through Jesus and saving him from utter darkness and bringing him into life, saving him from angers and fears and bringing him into uh, into courage and faith. Paul is now able to deal with all kinds of life situations because he sees himself as a new creation in Christ. He's no longer the old self, but he becomes a new person. Uh, So he acts and lives as God's word is true in his life and lives accordingly to that. Uh, Paul talks about Christ dying for us. Here he's talking about Jesus's death was a substitutionary in the sense that Jesus died in the place of sinful humanity. Uh, And Um, Jesus himself was sinless, but he joined himself in solidarity to the whole human condition, and he bore the punishment, which was supposed to be our punishment because of our sins. He took that punishment on himself. And so Christ's death is sacrificial, as Paul would talk about uh, in Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Uh, And so he understands also that Jesus is a representative figure. That is, he died on behalf of the whole of humanity. And that he becomes a new Adam. His Jesus, his entire life was marked by obedience to the Father's will that even led him to the death at the cross. Therefore, he becomes the head of the human race. And, and through the waters of baptism, you and I become joined to him then, which is the amazing part of that. So through the waters of baptism, we're born again to new life. And Jesus is our vine, and we are joined to him through baptism. So when we realize that we are born again or born to new life through the waters of baptism, we realize that we live our life under a new leader, that is Jesus. We go from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And I think that's really important to understand uh, that in baptism, we are born again. We're born to new life. What does that mean? That means that we become part of God's family. We become sons and daughters of the Father that our sins are washed away in the blood of Jesus at the cross, and we become a new creation as a result of that. Uh, So um, we become what I call God-inside-minded. And what we mean by that is that we uh, tend to see life situations and life problems through the aspect of trouble or through uh, always lacking things, lacking resources, or we see ourselves as inferior-minded, That is, we see ourselves as not being able to have the ability or the task uh, to to tackle the task before us. Or we see ourselves as weakness-minded, meaning that we just don't think we have what it takes to deal with the situations at hand. We tend to look at life then from the perspective of, I would call, the old creation. We're trouble-minded, always lacking, always inferior, always weak. But we need to see ourselves from a different perspective, a different understanding. And that is to see ourselves as sons and daughters of the Father, to see ourselves as part of God's family, to see ourselves as the greater one living in us. Turn, if you would, to first letter of John, chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 4, chapter 4, and verse 4. 
Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater than the one who's in the world. So it's important to see here, uh, the author of the first letter of John is basically saying that there is one living in us who uh, has conquered the world, and that is the Holy Spirit lives in us, and that we belong to God. That means the greater one. That means the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. First letter of John chapter 5. Let's take a look at verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Messiah is God's spiritual child and has been fathered by God himself. And everyone who loves Father God loves his children as well. So we have been born, as it were, in the waters of baptism. The waters of baptism are not magical. The the grace of those waters flow from the cross of Jesus Christ. They flow from the fact that Jesus offered himself in an act of giving and love for us, a total act of giving and love for us and of obedience to the Father. And in that act of love, then, then he brings us into a new life when the waters of baptism are poured over us. Many of us see baptism as something that maybe happened Years and years ago, and what relevance does it have to our life? It gives in those waters of baptism, we become part of God's family. Now, I need to accept that. I need to uh, acknowledge that. And I need to live out of that reality and out of that power and out of those truths that I belong to God, that he himself has brought me into a whole new way of living through the Holy Spirit living in me. And the first letter of John chapter 5 Verse four says uh, says this that true love for God means obeying His commands. This is verse three, and His commandments don't weigh down on us as heavy burdens. But in verse four, you see every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. In verse five, so who are the world conquerors defeating its power? Those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So the first letter, John, says that the way to look at our problems, the way to look at life situations, the way to deal with anxiousness in our life that comes into our life is to see ourselves as belonging to the Father, to see ourselves as the greater one dwelling in us, to see ourselves as sons and daughters of the Father, to see that through the power of the the Holy One living in us, then we we are able to be victorious over the powers and challenges that come into our life, that we don't always need to be diminished or lack-minded. We know that we have a Father who will provide for us. We don't always need to see life through troubling a trouble-minded perspective. Rather, we can see ourselves as the Father giving us what we need to go through the challenge of our life and to be successful in the outcome. We can always see uh, that we don't need to be weakness-minded. We can see that the Lord in us gives us strength and power and ability beyond our own. Let's turn to Romans chapter 8. And in Romans chapter 8, uh, we want to be able to look at here uh, what, again, Paul came to as a revelation, an understanding of the, of the love of Christ that conquered his heart, that changed his heart. Verse, chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. The mature child, children of God are those who are moved by, by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into fear of never being good enough. 
but you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. So, we look at life in the perspective, then, of knowing that we are children of God. So, in the first letter of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, then, as Christians take their cue from living as sons and daughters and, as, and living in obedience to the commandments of the Father, then, then we are able, then, to be victorious in the challenges we face in our life. So how do we deal with worry and anxiousness and fear in this COVID-19 time, this season that we live in when this virus is raging across the world and in our own nation that has changed so much of our life and leaves so much uncertainty? We deal with that problem and challenge by understanding that the greater one, the Holy Spirit, lives in us and that he will provide for us. He'll give us the sufficiency that we need in life challenges and circumstances, that he will empower us in the midst of weakness, that he will empower us in the midst of where situations seem to be lacking, that he will empower us with to, to not only get through it, but empower us to be victorious through it, empower us in a way that will enable us uh, to be uh, walk in the commandments of the Lord, but at the same time be charitable to others. So let's pray. So Lord, we thank you that you have made us sons and daughters through the waters of baptism. So often, Lord, we see our life situations and problems through our perspective, which can be trouble-minded. We're always lacking or always feeling like we don't have enough or we feel inferior to the situation or we feel weak. But Lord, we know through your word that we don't have to see life from that perspective but rather we can see life from the perspective that the greater one dwells in us, that we're part of your family, that you are a father, that we belong to you, we are sons and daughters, and that you will make us sufficient for whatever situation we face in our life, that you'll provide for us with whatever we have need of, that you empower us with a strength beyond our own ability for what we have need of. So Lord, we trust in the authority of your word today. Just help us to reflect on your word and grow in its truth. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen.